What is up, everybody? Um, this is the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Cargo. Um, we're back with another episode here. Um, so just first and foremost, want to say a happy holidays. Uh, happy New Year. Today's January 5th, 2021. Um, hope everybody's having a great start to their year. Uh, so today's episode, um, we're pretty much jumping into the end of the season. We're about to go into the postseason. So uh, today I'm just going to Pretty much just do a quick little recap on week 17, just some thoughts that I had. Um, and then, you know, hopefully in another episode here in the next couple days, I'll be talking a little bit about maybe some playoff predictions. So, um, you know, jumping right into it, I think the first thing I want to say just as a uh, football enthusiast, a sports enthusiast, uh, it was really rough year last year. Uh, just for everybody in general, and I'm glad that, you know, sports were able to kind of continue as they did. I know it was, uh, at times seemed a little hectic and, you know, difficult to maneuver through, but I think uh, everything worked out the way it should, and I'm, I'm happy. So the biggest thing uh, that I took from Week 17 was the idea of, like, so many teams still playing for playoff spots and positions um i think really looking at the afc you know there's a bunch of 10 win teams and one of those 10 win teams wasn't going to get into the playoffs which is a little um a little bit tough thinking just because when you looked at how you know bad the nfc east has been this year somebody with a lesser record was going to get in but that's just the name of the game that's why those divisional games are just so important. So, um, like I said, you know, I think it made the playoffs just a little bit more competitive. Um, I like the idea of um, the number one seed, just them getting a bye. Uh, because it just, it makes, you know, winning games that much more important later towards the season. And so, I guess, like, the first matchup we're just going to kind of jump into is, I think, the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, obviously, the winner of this game, depending on um, the Eagles and Washington football team, they had a chance to get into the playoffs. You know, with the Giants winning, um, this was really a, a, a game to see who was going to pick a 10th in the draft and 11th in the draft. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys were necessarily ready to go into the postseason. I think the Giants um, overall had a better team than the Cowboys. You know, and then, you know, I know a lot of the Giants players are really salty about how that game ended with the uh, Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, all I have to say to the New York Giants is you guys are 6-10. and 10. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. <laughs> There's teams with more wins who are not getting into the playoffs. So if you want to go and be, you know, mad and upset about it, like, you know, you got to really look at you know, yourself. You got to look at that team and just like, you know, we didn't do enough to to uh, put ourselves in a position to be, yeah, you know, this was a race that anybody could have had. And, you know, so everybody's all upset on uh, uh, social media. And I just thought it was kind of funny how Eli came out and said, um, that's why we don't like the the Eagles. And then, you know, people are coming back and they're saying, hey, well, that's why we don't like you. So, um, yeah, you know, um, it, like I said, 
Giants, if you want to win the, if you want to get into the playoffs, you win more games. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, we're not, people aren't just going to give it to you because, you know, you think you're the better team or whatever. So, um, you know, and then for the Cowboys, Dak, run it back, baby, run it back. Uh, the next game I want to talk about is the, uh, you know, the Steelers and Browns. Obviously, that was a really close game. It came down to the wire. Um, obviously, the Steelers were playing without Big Ben, uh, which was good for him. He gets a bye week. He gets to rest. Um, obviously, Ben is a little older than some of the quarterbacks in his division. Uh, not by a lot, obviously. No, no, no way. And, uh, you know, so Mason Rudolph got the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is really interesting. Uh, obviously, last year with the uh, incident with Miles Garrett, you know, Miles Garrett getting, uh, I guess, suspended the last couple games of the season. And, you know, that was just an ugly, gruesome uh, um, hit. It was just an ugly scene overall. Uh, I think after the game, they kind of just, you know, Miles Garrett went up to Mason Rudolph and, you know, they kind of just, you know, were able to put in the past. Um, I know Mason Rudolph came out and said um, um, upward and, and, and beyond or, you know, something along the lines like that. So um, it's just kind of nice because that's kind of like the idea I have of Miles Garrett, obviously with social media and, um, you know, that picture is never going to go away. So hopefully, Something like that never happens ever again in the NFL. It's just disgusting and horrible to watch. And, um, you know, shout out to the Cleveland Browns, man. After 18 years, Baker and the Browns finally end their playoff drought of, you know, like I said, 18 years. Unfortunately, Kevin Stefanski is on the COVID protocol list. So uh, we'll talk about how that affects the playoffs um, here in the next episode. Um, going on to the Atlanta Falcons and the Bucks, uh, man, Atlanta's got a really, really tough offseason ahead of them. There's so many different moves that they're going to have to make, and I think a lot of tough decisions. So um, I believe, if I'm correct, they're picking fourth in the draft, so um, they're looking for a new head coach as well. Um, looking at the Bucks, man, it just kind of came down to a couple of injuries. Unfortunately, Mike Evans... Had that knee injury. Um, we'll see here in the next couple of days how bad it is. And Devin White also just entered the COVID protocol list. So that's a big loss for the defense um, going into the, the postseason. Uh, now we got the Jets and the Pats. Uh, you know, the, the poor New York Jets, they missed out on Trevor Lawrence. Um, Adam Gase was finally fired. Uh, thank goodness. I still don't know how that guy got the job. Uh, came from the Miami Dolphins losing a lot of games and then going to the New York Jets and then continuing to lose. Uh, hopefully this guy doesn't get another job anywhere else. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's a great offensive mind, you know, when he was with the Denver Broncos and he won that Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah, he was the real catalyst for that one. Uh, you know, and I, I just hope that, you know, one day down the line, you know, they'll, they'll just kind of appreciate Greg Williams, um, wasn't trying to tank on purpose, you know, was actually trying to play hard. Um, and, you know, sure enough, the Jets ended up with the second pick overall in the draft. We'll, so we'll see how that goes on in the, in, uh, the next couple of episodes as well. Um, you know, the Pats also have a really interesting offseason, you know. Um, obviously, they lost a lot of players uh, earlier in the year just to them opting out. Uh, Cam had a really rough season. I believe he threw uh, nine touchdowns and 10 interceptions. 
Um, he did go through a lot this past year, a lot of adversity with the COVID list and then the lack of weapons around him uh, in Foxborough. I, I don't see Cam coming back for another season. It was just interesting to see maybe uh, why Jared Stidham actually didn't get a start. You know, this is kind of like, you know, the point where you start to see some of those backups come in and stuff like that. Uh, we'll also get to backups here in a second. Uh, looking at the Vikings and the Lions, um, kudos to Justin Jefferson, who has the most receiving yards by a rookie, uh, 1,400 yards. Uh, what an absolutely great season for him, the LSU product. Um, really a uh, good bright spot uh, for that Vikings offense. You know, and then uh, I see the Detroit Lions and, you know, Obviously, they fired their coach, so they're looking for a new head coach. Uh, poor Matthew Stafford just uh, kind of following in the footsteps of, like, Barry Sanders, like a, a really great player for the Detroit Lions that um, we don't really get to see how good he is because he's on a bad team every single year. He's always hurt. And um, if I'm Matthew Stafford, I would love for him to just, like, get out to another team, like a, a – you know, I couldn't, I couldn't give you any ideas right now. Just ask to be traded to a, a playoff contending team, a better situation. You know, this is like I, – I do love the loyalty that Matthew Stafford has shown, but I think it's just time for the Lions just to kind of maybe scrap it up and um, start fresh. Uh, going on to the uh, the Ravens and the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, come back healthy, you know. He had such a great start to his rookie year. Could have possibly been rookie of the year if, if he had not gotten hurt. Um, the fact that he did get hurt, the Bengals did lose a lot of games. So now I believe they're picking uh, fifth in the draft. So I would actually like to see, you know, them maybe go get Jamar Chase. I know just an early prediction, an LSU wide receiver that he played with uh, not too long ago. Really talented player. Uh, for the Ravens, uh, just – uh, absolutely just uh, dominated the Bengals on the ground. They rushed for 104 yards. Uh, they look really good going into the postseason, and, and uh, this is this is the kind of momentum you want as a, a team that's going into the postseason. You want to get a good win like this. Uh, give, give yourself some confidence. Uh, next, we got the, uh, the Dolphins and the Bills. Uh, I, I guess really uh, you know, the Dolphins had a great season. You know, they won 10 games. Uh, they're in a really good spot uh, going into the offseason. Just because, obviously, they had that trade with the Houston Texans. The, that pick that they got from the Houston Texans turned out to be, a, um, I, I believe it was the third pick overall, if I'm not mistaken. And they still have their first-round pick. Uh, so they'll be picking 18th, I believe. So they have two picks in the first. I believe they have two picks in the second. And then they'll have two first-round picks next year as well. So Brian Flores, really good position to be in. Uh, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't play because he was on the COVID protocol list. Uh, Tua uh, Bailoa really struggled this game. He threw three interceptions. He only had two com coming into the game. So this is going to be a really big year for Tua. Um, We'll see if Ryan Fitzpatrick remains on the roster in the offseason. And then the Buffalo Bills, another team that, you know, they absolutely just blew out the Miami Dolphins. I think it was like 56 to, let's see here, uh, 56 to 26. Um, the Buffalo Bills, I, I, I believe, I feel like they're scoring like 40 points a game right now. Like, you know, Josh Allen is absolutely playing out of his mind. Stephon Diggs, 
Um, they're really one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And the, the, the best thing about what they're doing right now is they're doing it on offense, defense, and special teams. Um, going on to the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Uh, for the Houston Texans, it's going to be a long road ahead. In the draft, they won't pick until the third round. And this is a team... This is a team that needs a lot of different things. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a great year. I know he ended up with the most passing yards in the NFL this year, but uh, you know, right up, uh, he ended up with four four thousand eight hundred and three yards, and then Patrick Mahomes ended up with four thousand seven hundred twenty three yards. So Patrick Mahomes didn't play the last game. Um, you know, obviously, if he would have had a hundred more yards passing, he would have passed Deshaun Watson. But uh, absolutely great season for Deshaun. You know, I know he had a lot of career numbers. I'm afraid that right now Deshaun's kind of trending towards that Matthew Stafford uh, arena, I guess you could say. I don't know, really. I, I'm, I'm scared that we're not going to, you know, we're going to waste away some of Deshaun's best years because this team is, you know, there's they let they were second in the league with sacks allowed, which it shouldn't have happened because they traded for uh, Laramie Tunsil, and obviously a lot of bad trades have been made from, Bill Bryan. I'm not saying Larry Tuttle is a bad player, but they just gave up a lot for just one player, you know. And so, you know, with that being said, you know, now we look out to the Titans, another team that looks really, really good in that game. Um, that defense did give up a lot of points. That's something I'm, I'm a little cautious about. The Tennessee Titans defense is not as good as it was last year, okay. But Derrick Henry did also rush for 2,000 yards. Uh, he's He's on a tear right now. And, you know, A.J. Brown also looks really good. He had that big play. Just just seems to be, like, really unstoppable right now. And, you know, really quick, a little forecast for next week. We have a rematch of uh, last year's AFC Championship game with the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens, both teams that look really good. Similar built, um, I guess, as far as, you know, them wanting to run the ball and play good defense. Uh, the next we got is the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, the, the Packers want a close one here. So I guess for the Packers is obviously they've locked up the number one seed. Um, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be the MVP. Uh, him, and, him and Devontae are just like unbelievably good. You know, Devontae Adams had, leads the NFL with 18 touchdowns. And that's that he missed like, I believe, like three games this past year. So... Just uh, uh, they have unbelievable chemistry and unbelievable timing and uh, an unbelievable understanding of the offense and where they need to be. You know, the biggest thing about the Packers is obviously, you know, if that defense can hold up. Uh, but for the Chicago Bears, uh, I just want to give a really big shout out to Mitchell Trubisky. You know, what a turnaround he has made this past year. Uh, I know in previous years he's been ridiculed because of the quarterbacks that were taken after him, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and how well they're playing. But Mitchell Trubisky has really improved his game this year. I know he started off 3-1, and one, got benched for Nick Foles. Nick Foles was doing absolutely horrible. And um, he basically helped them just kind of get back into the playoffs. I felt like, you know, him and he did Matt Nagy a, a huge favor. So uh, the Bears could be, you know, a very dangerous team in the playoffs, you know, a team that – you know, has been running the ball with David Montgomery, you know, well as the last couple of weeks. And I know a lot of people have made fun of uh, David Montgomery, but I believe that he's very talented and the offensive line has finally gotten healthy. Uh, looking to the next game we got, we had the uh, Seahawks 
excuse me, uh, we had the Seahawks and the 49ers, okay? So this was also another really close game. I don't think it should have been as close as it was. That's what worries me about the Seahawks, you know? But the thing about the Seahawks is I feel like that team's really, like, uh, built for the playoffs, you know? Russell Wilson's been there, done that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, obviously, you know, I know that Jamal Adams said that this has been the best defense over the last uh, month or so. He did get hurt in that game, so that's going to be an interesting one to see. And then for the 49ers going into the offseason, hopefully they can just get healthy and stay healthy, my goodness. Uh, next game we have is the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, this was the game of the backup quarterbacks, uh, John Wolford and Chris Streetler, um, guys have played in the AFL and the Canadian League, if I'm not mistaken. You know, unfortunately, uh, Kyler needed to win this game to get into the playoffs and just um, obviously with that leg injury, just could not get it done. Uh, I, something I saw that was really interesting about uh, Kip Kingsbury, um, he's actually coached Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and has not had one winning season with any of those quarterbacks. So, Interesting, interesting stat there. And obviously with the Rams going into the postseason, they're going to be playing the their rivals with the Seahawks. Uh, that's going to be a really good game. You know, it's going to be tough for them because they may or may not have Jared Goff. Uh, who knows if he's going to have surgery on that, th on that thumb, on his throwing hand. Uh, so that's just an absolutely tough spot to be in for the Rams. Um, so we'll see – the defense had to score more points than the offense this past game just to get the win against, you know, a a Cardinals team, you know, obviously with a backup quarterback and Kyler in and out and stuff like that. So, uh, interesting. We'll get more into that postseason talk here in the next episode. Uh, the next game we got, uh, the Jags and the Colts. Uh, congrats to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is a really good spot to be in. I believe they have two first-round draft picks. They're gonna. They just fired their coach, Doug, uh, their head coach, Doug Marone. Uh, they could get Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. So I'm so glad that some of these coaches are finally coming out of retirement. I would love to see Tony Dungy come out of retirement and you know coach. I don't. I don't really care who man. Just uh, I think we need some better coaches, some more experienced coaches. A lot of these coaches are young, and that's why they're you know, they sometimes are one and done, two and done, and, and so on. Um, the Colts. Um, they look really good as well. This is a team that's uh, the seventh seed, and I believe they're eleven and five. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, thirty rushes, two hundred and fifty-three yards. Uh, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to A. Rob. This is one of the biggest Colts fans I know. Um, I did say JT was a backup early, and I knew this guy was a stud. Okay, it's like you know, I I, I saw him play at Stanford. I, I know he's a is a beast. Or I'm sorry, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I know this guy's a beast, but, you know, now he's really getting on to it. Uh, shout out to all the rookies. Uh, I feel like really, like, late in the season, now they're not rookies anymore. You know, now they're kind of getting into their own. They have their sea legs behind them. Uh, Raiders and Broncos, um, you know, two teams that obviously didn't get into the playoffs. The, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, were hoping to kind of get in. And, you know, I, I look at, you know, with the incident with Josh Jacobs getting that DUI and then Drew Locke. You know, obviously the Denver Broncos had to play without a quarterback this past year. Two really good young players that just kind of showing signs of immaturity. I get they're young, but, you know, hopefully they can learn from this and they can get better. 
Uh, Los Angeles Chargers and the Chiefs. Um, Anthony Lynn just got let go. This is a great situation for a coach to come in. Uh, I think, you know, with obviously a lot of weapons on offense, uh, a really good defense that just needs to kind of stay healthy. Uh, and then for Justin Herbert, I think he's going to be – I believe he's going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, with 31 touchdown passes. That's a rookie record. Um, you know, I think the one thing that I really missed out on Justin Herbert was I thought he was going to be a project quarterback. I thought he was going to be like Josh Allen where he was going to need a couple of years to kind of develop, learn learn how to uh, be the quarterback in an offense. But uh, the really cool story I heard about him was he could have came out his junior year at Oregon, decided to come back to Oregon to learn more about protections. So I feel like that's kind of like a really important sign uh, as far as like a maturity level for a quarterback. Um, you know, so kudos to him. I, I, he's going to be a stud. He might be the best quarterback of the three, you know, Joe Burrow, Tua Tungvaluwa. Uh The next game we have is the Saints and the Panthers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I think this was a really important game for the Saints. I think this was like a get right game for Drew Brees. I know he's kind of struggled in the last couple of weeks. So, um, he looked good out there, and it's going to be interesting to see how everything comes together with, you know, Alvin Kamara. Uh, hopefully he can get off the COVID list, and then Michael Thomas, hopefully he's healthy and he's ready to go because uh, this could be Drew Brees' last year in New Orleans. Um, so now we're at the Sunday night game, man, and, and there's just been a lot of talk about this game. Obviously, the uh, Washington football team won the game. They got to win the NFC East. Um. Ron Rivera came out and said, hey, I'm not going to apologize for winning, for winning, and I agree with him 100%. I believe that the Washington football team deserves to be in the playoffs for the things that they've done this past year. They started off 2-7, and seven, uh, you know, and now they're 7-9. So um, just they have the best record in the NFC East. So 7-9, uh, and it's not horrible. We've seen teams with worse records get in. Uh, you know, the Seahawks did it a couple of years ago, and they won a playoff game. So uh, watch out for this Washington football team. Uh, definitely coach of the year, Ron Rivera, uh, you know, for what he's done with this team, all the backlash for them changing their names, Dan Snyder, overcoming cancer like Jesus Christ. And then they had the comeback play of the year, and Alex Smith, who could have died, almost lost his leg. Um, was the third string quarterback, you know, just absolutely amazing stories right there with those two guys. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about it and, and just how amazing it is. It's just like, it's just, un, it's absolutely unbelievable. And then uh, obviously the rookie of the year. Um, yes, I said rookie of the year, not only the defensive rookie of the year, but the, the rookie of the year, Chase Young, he's helped his team. The reason why I chose him over Justin Herbert is because I believe that Chase Young has helped his team get into the playoffs. He has made plays, and it's kind of hard to do that at a defensive end, you know, where you're a quarterback, you have the ball in your hands, but um, he's definitely affected the game. Uh, this defense has made a lot of things happen. Uh, so, you know, just kudos to the Washington football team. They're going into the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, obviously Chase Young's already calling for Tom Brady. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that you know, be careful what you wish for, player. Uh, but he's a stud. I think he was the best player in this draft this past year. I know Joe Burrow was a quarterback, but Chase Young is going to be that Julius Peppers for Ron Rivera for the next probably 10, 15 years. Um, and as far as the Philadelphia Eagles, I I don't agree with what they did. Um, I felt like the Eagles could have won this game multiple times late in the game. 
You know, the defense was playing their butt off. Their defense was playing to win the game. And, you know, there was a moment, too, where Doug Peterson could have – it was fourth and goal. The defense got a turnover. It was fourth and goal. They're, they're down three points. They can kick a field goal and it'd be tie-in. But then he decides to go for it, which, you know, just – it was it was still it was still like four minutes left in the third quarter. I, I didn't understand that. I was just like, I get it, you're playing to win, but you know, if it's in the fourth quarter, it's like the last drive. Yeah, go. Yeah, if you really, you know, if you really want to do it, then like go for it. Like if there's like this is the last drive, you know what I'm saying? Like they're down three points. Don't kick and go into overtime. You know, go for the win. I liked it. I liked that, but I didn't like it in the third quarter. And I felt that Jalen really gave them the a better chance of winning that football game, without a doubt, you know. And it's just it for me, it just absolutely doesn't make sense um, why he just decided to take him out all of a sudden and then put Nate uh, Sudfeld in. You know, Jalen's the guy that you started over Carson Wentz. You know, there was so much backlash for it. And then for you to kind of just like change your mind and, and go with the third string quarterback because you want to see what he's got. I, I just, uh, you know, obviously Nate Sudfeld's been there for four years. You know, you would think you would want to see what you have with Jalen Hurts because obviously Carson doesn't want to be there. You know, so Jalen Hurts is your best option and you're going to pull him out like with a quarter left, like, what in the last game of the season? Like you don't want to see if he can go down and and win this this last game for you? Like I just, uh, uh, you know, what do you what do you what do you what are you doing in that moment? And that just that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't click in my head. You know, for Nate Sudfeld, I mean, the guy he's he's going late into the game. Okay, it, it's about the fourth quarter. It's a close game. He's probably nervous. Like, he's, like, not warmed up. He's unprepared. You can see he's unprepared. He struggled. He threw an interception. He dropped the ball. It was it was, it was a fumble. Um, you know, there was a lot of opportunities. Okay, you know what? Hey, obviously this guy's just, like, not ready. Like, he's just, like, he's just, he's not, maybe he's just unprepared. Maybe he's, like, nervous. Like, Jalen's played the entire game. You know, why take him out all of a sudden? You know, and if, if you really wanted to see what Nate Sudfeld had, Doug Peterson, why not start him this game? Why not, hey, you say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and just start Nate, and Jalen will be our backup. Why do it at the end? You know, that's where that's where, that's where where he went wrong, and that's why it looks like they're tanking. You know what I'm saying? That's why it looks, it looks bad. But if you were to start the game with Nate Sudfeld, and you know what, if Nate Sudfeld knew he was going to start, he'd probably play a little bit better, you know? Just, just that's what I'm thinking about, like, that – Doug, that just seems like a like a really bad mood. I don't know if I don't know if he was told that you know maybe from front office that hey like, let's try to throw this game you know maybe it's late it's close or you know just th- those are the things I think about. I don't think you know Doug really wanted to tank. I I I I would assume that the front office did you know just because they go for picking ninth overall if they lose a the game they pick six overall which is three. Draft positions, that's a lot of capital right there just in itself. And uh, I just think, like, the team was rallying behind Jalen Hurts this entire, like, uh, last couple of games. You know, and I feel like it's going to really hurt his confidence. 
you know, I feel like Doug Peterson also might have lost the trust of the players. And the reason why I say that is because of that speech that Travis Kelsey gave in week 15. Um, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, it, I'm sure it's on the internet just to look it up. But, you know, he talked about, you know, playing to win and these are our jobs. This is their livelihood. Um, and he doesn't condone tanking and, um, you know, for, for Doug Peterson, like I said, it was just, I think bad timing. Um, it looks like you're tanking. It looks really bad. And, you know, he wanted to give Nate Sudfeld reps. Uh, that's not how it works, man. Um, and then, you know, obviously I think Jalen too probably could have handled the situation a little bit better. It, it looked like he was, you know, upset on the bench, you know, his arms crossed. He's like, I don't know why. Like you could see him like mouthing certain words and phrases. Like, I don't know why they took me out. And um, yeah, just um, keep your head up, Jalen. You're a great player. I think he's going to be really good for the Eagles and for Carson Wentz, man, for you to, want to be traded because the relationship be our repair. Like, dude, play better. Like, I get it. You're going through a lot of different things with the, the injuries and stuff like that, but just play better. You know, that's, you know, good luck to him. Hopefully he finds what he's looking for. I'd be careful if I was Carson. Be careful for what you wish for because you just might get it. Um, and I'm really upset with him. I really like Carson Wentz. You know, I hate to see him, Zach Ertz, and Travis Kelsey leave. Those are three really good players, but – um, you know, I think the Eagles are going to make a lot of moves. I already talked about restructuring some contracts with Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. I just want to thank y'all for, for listening. Um, that was my week 17 rant. Uh, I'll be posting another video talking about a little bit about the playoffs and, um, uh, just be kind to people. It's a new year. You just never know what somebody's going through. So, um, I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys.